There's a reason they call music the universal language. Songs have a way of expressing our hearts. We all experience life differently and the lyrics have unique meanings to each of us. I'm just a girl who loves music and storytelling. So through the good, bad, and ugly, I'm sharing artist journeys and my own stories in hopes that you can relate. Cheers to being hashtag relatable. Welcome back to Hashtag Relatable. I am Abby Shaw and I took a break last week and didn't post an episode because my granny actually unexpectedly died last weekend. So I took some time off, spent time with my family and Abigail was actually here at my house when we got the call that she had passed away. So that was kind of hard. Not kind of, it was. (laughs) It was hard and I'm still going through all of it. So if I seem a little off, that's why. I honestly don't feel like myself. I feel like a different person. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It just feels really weird. But I'm not in a super talky mood, which is kind of unfortunate when you have a podcast and you have to talk. I thought that this would give me, like, some time to, like, you know, help me to think about other things and not just sit around and be sad all the time. So, that's why I'm doing that. But today we're talking about an artist who had a very fast pass to success at a very young age, and we're talking about Shawn Mendes. Again, Abigail is here with me. And hey guys. I'm pretty <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's been in the most episodes out of everyone. Probably. I think this is like your third. Yeah. She was in Jonas Brothers, Niall Horan, and then this one. So mm-hmm. if you haven't listened to the other ones, go ahead and go listen to those. Sean Mendez is probably Abigail's favorite ever. For sure. Definitely currently. Maybe not ever, but yeah. he's up there right now for sure. Her being into him kind of like brought me back into the Sean Mendez scene because I was really into him in his first album, but I kind of fell off after that. Yeah. And her listening to them kind of like, oh, I do like that song. Yeah, last summer, I think it was not this past summer, the summer before that, he had his concert and I dragged her to that. And then I think ever since then, I've kind of just hooked her on him. It was a good time. That feels like a really long time ago. I know. I was thinking, I was saying last (laughs) summer and I was like, wait. That was last, last summer. <laughs> Long time ago. man. But anyway, we love Shawn Mendes. <laughs> yeah. So we're just going to jump right into his story. He was born August 8th, 1998 in Ontario, Canada in a suburb of Toronto called Pickering. And Justin Bieber is actually from around the general same area. He's also from Ontario. During the beginning, Shawn was compared to Justin a lot because we're going to talk about this more later, but they both kind of used social media platforms to get a following. Yeah. Sean did not really care for the Justin comparison, and Justin didn't really either. They're just very different, if you think about it. Which is kind of weird now, because they just had a song come out together. I think it's just because they were both from Canada that people compared them a lot. And it was probably just because they were both young. His mom was actually born in England, but she grew up in Canada. And his dad, Manuel, was born in Portugal. So he has, like, a diverse background. Mm -hmm. His mom was a real estate agent, and his dad sold restaurant supplies to, like, bars and stuff like that. So he grew up very normal. Through school, he played soccer and hockey. He was also in the glee club, and he Mm. took acting lessons. Hmm. He always said that he really enjoyed, like, being in the spotlight and being on stage and, like, performing people and entertaining. So, Mm -hmm. like, where he ended up is a big, what's the word? (laughs) Yeah, like, he he always wanted to do that, I guess. So, it's, like, like fitting that that's what he ended up in. Yeah. So, as a teenager, he says he was always online. We kind of grew up in an era where the internet was... Kind of becoming popular. Yeah. And he says he was basically on YouTube all the time, watching like random videos, all that stuff. And he was obsessed with watching covers. And he started posting his own covers on YouTube. And then Vine became a thing. And he was like, hmm, nobody's really posting covers on Vine. Mm -hmm. So he was like, I'm going to do it. 
six months before he got on Vine, he taught himself how to play the guitar by watching YouTube videos, which is absurd now because he's Crazy. a great musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he taught himself how to play. So he went on Vine. And what's kind of ironic about the Justin Bieber backstory that I just said is Sean's first video that ever went like pretty popular was him singing As Long As You Love Me. No yeah. kidding. And he woke up the next day and it had 10,000 likes. So, like, 10,000 now doesn't seem like a lot. But back in, like, 2013, that would have been considered viral. Yeah. So, he kept posting on there. And, like, Vine was six-second clips. So, it was a lot shorter than, like, a TikTok video. You know, you can't sing that much in six seconds. Yeah. So, like, he had to impress people, like, from the get-go. Yeah. By October of 2013, he had 200,000 Vine followers. Wow. So, in January of 2014, this guy named Andrew Gertler heard the song Say Something by A Great Big World. And he was like, wow, this song is great. I bet there's people who have covered this. So, he got on YouTube. He typed it up. And Sean's version of this is the first thing that Mm -hmm. popped up. So, he watched it and he was automatically amazed by his talent. He ended up sending the video to one of his friends. They ended turned together when they were in college Mm -hmm. at Atlantic Records. And this guy's name was Ziggy Charton, which is a very interesting name. Hmm. This guy was the current A&R person at Island Records. So he was like, hey, like, this will be cool. And this Andrew guy had been trying to be a manager for several years of people. And, like, he had, like, minor success, but nothing, like, super fulfilling. Yeah. So when he sent it to this guy, they contacted Sean's parents because he was, you know, like, 14, 15. yeah. And they convinced them to fly to New York City (laughs) and take some meetings with some labels. And they wanted to get him some studio time to, like, see his talent in real life. Yeah. So while he was out there, they ended up recording some songs and... Atlantic Records, RCA, and Republic Records were interested in him, but he connected the most with Island Records and their president, David Massey. And David Massey said that he immediately knew within the first two minutes that Sean was going to be a success. So Sean had already written several songs at this point, and he was very adamant about being involved in the songwriting process because his idol at the time was Ed Sheeran, and Ed's songs were very simple but like eloquent. Like he was very like good at expressing how he felt. Yeah. Yeah. So he wanted to be involved in that process. And I think that the reason he was so adamant about this is because, again, back to the whole Justin Bieber comparison, is Justin Bieber was kind of handed songs at the beginning, and they were very teen poppy kind of Mm -hmm. sounds. And Sean was not into that kind of vibe. He wanted the songs to, like, have a meaning and, like, a purpose. Throughout this time from when he flew to New York City to when they eventually ended up signing him, they were, like, in the talks and stuff of that nature. He kept posting videos on YouTube and Vine and, like, kept growing his following. Mm-hmm. In April of 2014, he won Ryan Seacrest's best cover song for the same song that they discovered him with was Say Something, which is a pretty big deal. Ryan Seacrest kind of holds, like, a lot of... yeah clout per se (laughs) because you know he's the american idol host and he also has a radio show and he's also on other tv shows and talk shows that sort of thing morning talk shows and stuff that's huge around this point sean was just finishing his sophomore year of high school (laughs) which is kind of crazy to think that like where i was after finishing my sophomore year of high school and he's over here writing songs (laughs) and like getting signed yeah and just like the public pressure that comes with that like yeah from going from a normal person to just being like thrown into the spotlight at 15 like that's kind of a lot so june 4th 2014 he signed a record deal with island records and andrew gertler who discovered him became his manager which is kind of a success for both andrew and sean because like andrew had kind of been like chasing like the music business side and he like had some success but nothing like of huge 
importance. Yeah, yeah. Like, no big artist or anything. So, this was probably a big accomplishment yeah. Not that he knew what was going to happen with Sean's career, but just, like, the excitement of, like, wow, I had the opportunity again. Yeah. After this, they ended up releasing Life of the Party that same month. And Sean actually recorded this when he flew to New York the first time because they were just kind of wanting to see what he would sound like on a real song. And Sean did not write this, obviously, because they pitched it to him. But it just kind of showed them what he could do with a song that he didn't write. Mm -hmm. This was his first single, and it charted at number 24 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. And this made him the youngest artist to have his debut song make the top 25, which is pretty impressive and a good start to your career. Later that year, he went to the MagCon tour, which was kind of like for social media gurus, like YouTubers, that sort of thing, because Instagram wouldn't have been a big deal yet. Yeah. Actually, the Vine guys are like people who were trying to be like musicians and were young were on this tour as well like Nash Greer, Cameron Dallas, and Jacob Whitesides was also there which is kind of interesting for us because Jacob Whitesides actually went to our middle school so like we kind of sort of know him. Yeah, (laughs) I like never talked to him personally but like I know him. Yeah he's literally from our town. I can very vividly remember him singing in the talent show when when we were in sixth grade. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he he left very soon after. Yeah he did. As soon as he like kind of got a start like like in our hometown like in our small town of East Tennessee he was kind of like, yeah, I'm cool now, (laughs) you know, but whatever. Yeah. He like has some success. So props to him. Yeah. But it's just kind of crazy that like Jacob Whitesides, who is from our town, knows Shawn Mendes. Yeah. (laughs) You know, kind of crazy how like the world crosses like that. Yeah. Like these people are real people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's weird. weird to think about. So in July of 2014, Shawn went on tour with Austin Mahone and this is actually where he met Camila Cabello. Because she was on tour with Austin when she was with Fifth Harmony. His debut album, Handwritten, came out in April of 2015. He wrote a lot of the songs on this album. He wrote a couple solo. He co-wrote the rest, Mm -hmm. except Life of the Party. I don't think he wrote that one. Maybe a couple more. But for the most part, he had a pretty big hand in writing this album. Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift also asked him to join her on the 1989 world tour. Which is huge. Yeah. (laughs) You go on tour with Taylor Swift. Like, you've made it. You're gonna make it. Yeah. Because, like, she's kind of, like, the top of the top. Yeah. Like, at the time, he's, you know, 16 years old. (laughs) And he's going on tour with Taylor Swift. Wow. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Even if he never made it again, he could be like, I went on tour with Taylor Swift, you know? (laughs) I know Taylor Swift. (laughs) Like, while he was on tour with Taylor, Camilla kind of came back into the picture because she was at one of the shows and she saw him sing. And they ended up writing a song called I Know What You Did Last Summer and they released it. And after this, they kind of became really good friends. They were in each other's lives pretty heavily at this point. And Sean kind of started to develop some feelings for her, whether he admitted them to himself or not. Yeah. And their relationship just kind of progressed. Right. They were both in the same age. They were doing mm-hmm. the similar things, both singers. Growing up in the spotlight, I think they just really connected on that. Yeah. And became really good friends and stayed in touch. And he says that she kind of looked at him as, like, a person and not necessarily as an artist. And they both kind of needed that, like, human connection. Mm-hmm. So, I just think that was, like, a good relationship for both of them. Yeah. So, Sean went on tour in 2016 on his own, the Sean Mendes World Tour, and he ended up selling out Madison Square Garden, which is a pretty big deal for anybody, but he's 17 years old. So, pretty freaking impressive. Yeah. Because, obviously, Madison Square Garden is in the middle of New York City. That's a huge success for... <laughs> yeah, like, what a big accomplishment. Pretty much any artist, yeah. That's kind of, like, the epitome of where you want to be, like... Mm-hmm. If you can sell at Madison Square Garden, you can sell it anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, to accomplish this by 17 is pretty dang impressive. Yeah. 
So later that year in September, his second album, Illuminate, came out. And he wanted this album to kind of model the sounds of John Mayer and Ed Sheeran, again, focus on the songwriting. And he wrote basically all of these again. I'm pretty sure he was more focused on the songwriting this time around because they'd seen his success with the first album. Yeah, I think every album, he's gotten progressively, like, deeper in his lyrics. Yeah, honestly, all of them have had their own individual sound. Yeah. And I think this one was very, like, exactly what he wanted it to be. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, John Mayer was very influential. A huge idol for him, yeah. He still talks about John Mayer to this mm-hmm. day and how much of an idol. But, yeah, I agree. And even if you look at it, like, going from 15 to 16 to 17, like, those are some, like... <laughs> A lot of change happens in those years. And Especially I think that's for a boy. Why, yeah. And I think that's why his albums changed a lot. And he was talking about a lot of different things. Because as you grow up, you know, your focus is on different things. Mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of came into this album as well. He was just talking about mm-hmm. different things. I also think it's interesting to think that, again, he's a young teenage boy. And, like, the fact that, like, he's talking about the things that he's talking about in his music. Not a whole lot of teenage boys are that emotionally invested. Yeah. Or at least express it. And he's, like, not just expressing it, but, like, sharing it with the world. Yeah. It's hard to just, like, open up to people. Yeah. And he's pretty vulnerable. Yeah. So, off of this album, the songs Treat You Better, Mercy, and There's Nothing Holding Me Back were the singles. And they were all top tens, but none of them were number ones, which I think is kind of crazy because he's up there with the most popular people in pop. Yeah. So his third album came out in May of 2018, and by this time, he's 19 years old and he already has three albums out. Yeah. And it's just kind of crazy to look at the comparison between, like, where I was at 19 and, like, you know, he has three very successful albums. Yeah, gone on a world tour. Like, he knows Taylor Swift. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like, pretty big things. (laughs) If I Can't Have You is one of the singles off of this album, and this is his biggest solo hit to date. It peaked at number two. So, me and Abigail actually saw him on this tour, and it was very good. At this point, like I'd said earlier, I kind of have fallen off of the Sean listening habits. Yeah. And it's very unlike me, but I went to this concert and didn't, like, prep first. Like, I didn't, like, listen to any of the albums, because normally I try to, like, memorize songs. and Right. You know, it's a lot more fun when you know the songs and can sing along. But I still didn't know all the words and I was having like a great time. Yeah. (laughs) Like it was very like, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I feel like you were kind of a fan from the start. Like you knew it was like really old stuff where I think I kicked in a little bit later. Like Like I don't think I really became a fan until, yeah, like second, Mm -hmm. like third album for sure, like really got me hooked. So I think that was all, that was different too because by this tour on the third album, like I was like, just found out about him like super obsessed with him and I think that's kind of where I like pulled you in and like yeah you need to get back on this and what was really interesting about this tour is when we walked in we went and saw him in Nashville but they gave us these like white bracelets and I was kind of like ooh, that's kind of fun but yeah, <laughs> we didn't know what they were <laughs> yeah so then he starts singing and uh, like they start lighting up and I'm like oh wow I must have done that like I don't know what's happening and then I saw like everybody in theirs are doing it and it was, like, they'd be all different colors. and like Yeah, it was, like, a coordinated, yeah. like, it would go with the songs. Like, when there was, like, a loud part, like, all of them would flash. Or, mm-hmm. like, it would be, like, around the whole room, they would flash at different times. It, it was, like, like, a light show yeah. that went with, <laughs> went it with the so music. Cool. And, like, I've never been to anything like that before. And I just thought that was another element to kind of, like, add to the show. Yeah. And it really felt like a show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just, like, you're, you know, he's up there singing. It yeah. was kind of, like, a fully immersive, like tour. Yeah, it was very cool. 
Senorita had just come out at this point, and he sang this. He did it on the piano. And this song reached number one, and obviously Camilla is on this. Mm-hmm. So around this time is when they kind of started dating. Yeah, I was going to say, you'll notice she, like, pops in, like, here and there. But I feel like this is the part, like you were saying, like, the dating rumors, like, yeah. really started. They hadn't really publicly announced it yet, but, like, everyone knew. Yeah. So, his fourth album came out a couple of weeks ago, December 4th to be exact. He also had a Netflix documentary come out mm-hmm. before the album. And this is his fourth album to debut at number one. And he's only had four albums, so, again, Here we go pretty again. impressive. Huge, yeah. And he's the fourth youngest artist to do this with four studio albums to debut at number one. He's behind Miley Cyrus, Justin Bieber, and Britney Spears. Wow. So, again, pretty big names in the he's music industry. He's up there with all of them. That's mm-hmm. crazy. And honestly, he's accomplished a lot to be 22 years old. Like, me and Abigail are about to turn 22, and, like, it's just kind of crazy when, like, you know, not that we should com- compare ourselves because right. we're he's not on the same <laughs> level, but it's just kind of interesting that, like, we're basically the same age and, like, doing very you know? different things. But, like, that's just kind of, like, a thing in life. Like, you know, don't yeah. compare yourself. We're all different. And, like, I don't necessarily know if I would want to do that. Right. That's <laughs> you know? a lot of pressure. You're always gone. I'm way too much of a you never comfort level person. Yeah. I wasn't emotionally unstable enough for that, <laughs> just to be honest. I still don't know if I am. Yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, like, props to him. Yeah. So now we're going to go into our songs that we either relate to, have stories about, or we just love. And Abigail is going to go first. So what are your five? So I think I'm going to go in chronological order. So starting with, I believe, the second album. Bad Reputation. That's on the second album, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Bad Reputation. I think we can both agree this is one of our favorites. This is probably my favorite. Yeah. It's seriously so good. And this is one, especially at the concert, like, this is just one where it's just so good. Not that... Go ahead. Were you going to say something? My thing for this song okay. is, again, I did not know this before we went, but we listened to his songs on shuffle, like, before we went. Yeah. And I like this song so much that I memorized, like, the whole first verse. Yeah. From By the, the like, time one... we got there. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I was kind of singing, and I literally never heard this song. Yeah. It's so good. It's one that, again, that I don't really relate that much to yeah, the lyrics. Neither. And I, I think that's a big difference that we've even talked about recently, how, like, I quickly get hooked to a song by the sound of it, and you quickly get hooked to a song by the lyrics yeah. of it. And I think that's one thing that we've kind of noticed recently, mm-hmm. how that's just, like, a difference, like, to how we listen to music. I think that's interesting, because, like... All of us listen to music different. Like, we all feel music different. Like, yeah. I definitely more we take drawn different things from different to the songs. lyrics. Like, if, if I like the sound, but I don't like the lyrics, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Yeah, and see, that's <laughs> a little bit different for me, where, like, if it's a really good, like, the sound is, like, mm-hmm. really good, then I'll probably will still listen to it, but also, even if I don't love the lyrics. It depends on the genre for me. Because yeah. I feel like for pop, I don't care as much about the lyrics necessarily. But, like, Sean's songs are, like, a little different than the traditional, like, poppy sound. Yeah. But, like, for country, for me, I'm very lyric heavy. Just in general, yeah. I would say no, I'm lyric heavy. Yeah. I love lyrics, but they kick in after the fact. Like, I listen to a song mm-hmm. because I love the sound. And then I usually eventually love yeah. the lyrics, too, because I listen to it. But anyway, but Bad Reputation, I I like the song. I think it's also, like, funny how, like, it kind of touches on, like the girl that he likes, like, has a bad reputation and he doesn't care. And I think, like, we all go for the bad boy at some point. <laughs> like, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I know all about that. Oh, you know all about that. <laughs> but I feel like we all, there's always, like, there's just some kind of weird attraction to, like, the, the That's bad also boy. an interesting thing that I just thought of is he's talking about, like, oh, like, everyone says 
that this girl has a bad reputation, but, like, I don't really care because I know her. Yeah. And I'm very like that. Like, Abigail with this boy that I've talked about, <laughs> she yeah. was very like, he's bad news. You need, to, you need yeah. to get out. And I was like, I don't care. Yeah. You were like, <laughs> he's terrible, but I don't care. And I was, yeah. I kind of saw it from, like, the outside point of view, but she still didn't care. She's like, <laughs> people say all this, but I don't care. Like, literally, whatever. she was these lyrics. Yeah, literally. I, I've never related to this song before, but I yeah, just thought of that. Yeah, there you go. But I think we both like it because it's very, like, just the sound of it. It's kind of It's dark. so fun to sing. It's yeah. dark and just, like... And his, like, voice is, like, yeah. kind of gritty in it. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so moving on to number two, Particular Taste. This is off the third album, mm-hmm. I believe. This one, again, not necessarily relating to the lyrics that much, but this one is seriously, like, if I were to pick the most fun song that he's ever sang, it might be this one. Like, this one, I can get down to. Like, I can dance to this song. <laughs> this song reminds me of Michael Jackson. A little bit. I can see that. I didn't know this one at the concert either, but I was like, man, this is a good song. This one is so <laughs> fun. Like, if I were to pick one song to dance to, it'd be this one. I love this and one. And I like the line, it says something about, like, she only dances if it's Kanye. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, ooh, yeah. I, yeah, and I think he's talking about, like, the girl that he's talking about. All of his songs are about a girl, and you'll... <laughs> he's talked about, like, in his documentary how, like, they're literally all about Camila. Mm-hmm. Even though he didn't realize at the time, but like every single girl he's talking about it is Camila. Like you just know. That's kind of interesting. And he also said in that that like he brought that up to her one day, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Really? Like I had no idea that those were about me." And he's like, "Literally every single song I've ever written is about, is you. about you." Like he was like, "Treat you better." That was about you. Yeah. Particular taste is a little bit about how like the girl he's talking about, like she has particular taste. Like she only dances when it's Kanye. She does whatever she wants. Like. She gets your number in a hitsy race, so she's a little mm-hmm. bit, like, she's kind of, like, here for the chase a little bit. Like, she's kind of, like, a bad girl, but, like, he's into it. The chase is fun. Yeah. You kind of like to, like, have the upper hand on someone and be like, ha-ha. Right, and I think that <laughs> goes into the song, too. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, like, fun and playful. Like, which... bouncy, like, back and forth, and yeah. that's kind of, like, what the chase is all about. Yeah. Okay, moving on to number three. We're moving on to the fourth album, and all the rest of my songs are actually from the fourth album. I thought that was very interesting that you picked the yeah. majority of your songs from this yeah. one. Yeah, I don't know if it's just because I've been listening to it a lot, or if it's because I actually, like, are my favorite of all time from yeah. him. I don't know. But Teach Me How to Love is my third song. Really, I was going to pull lyrics for this song, but at the same time, like, Teach Me How to Love, like, those are the lyrics. The whole Pretty song is about, like, telling this girl to, like, teach me how to love. You know, like, <laughs> it says, teach me how to love, tease, caress you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I think it's just like, uh, I don't know. Go ahead. Were you it's say kind something? of like that part when you get in a new relationship with someone where even if you have past relationship experience or you don't, you kind of have to relearn this person. Yeah. You know, like, what you did with the last person won't work for this person. Like, they're right. a new person. Yeah. And vice versa. Like, they have to learn you as well. It kind of reminds me of you know that nick jonas song <laughs> Which it's one? i think it's called teacher or teach me you know that one it's kind of mm-hmm. like poppy fun for some reason it like gives me those kind of vibes he kind of has nick jonas vibes, you know to be it kind of reminds me of that song every time i listen to it but again it's just really fun it's poppy it's fun to sing mm-hmm. My next one is Song for No One, which is off the fourth album again. This is one where when I first heard it, I loved the sound of it. I didn't really listen to the lyrics that much at first, which is kind of what I was talking about before. But the sound of it, I loved. And like halfway through, there's like a whole music change and it like changes completely. And I absolutely love that. Like this one might be one of my favorites from the newest album. Mm -hmm. It's definitely up there with one of my favorites. But recently, as I've listened to it more, I've kind of reflected more on the lyrics. Like I was always confused. Like what the heck does he mean by song for no one? Like I just had no Mm -hmm. idea what that meant. 
But I was kind of looking back at the lyrics as I was reading through them, and I kind of realized that he's talking like, quote unquote, for no one, but it's actually for someone. He has mentioned before in interviews that he wrote this song a long time ago, and I think it was him like figuring out that like he had feelings for Camila, but he didn't admit it to himself. Mm -hmm. I watched an interview the other day when he was on the James Corden Late Late Show, Mm -hmm. and it was him and Matthew McConaughey, because they both have Camilas as their girls or whatever, so they were kind of like joking about that or whatever. And they were asking Sean, like, when did he know that he liked Camila? He was, like, looking back at this, like, old interview that they did when... I know what you did last summer. Okay, so when they wrote that, they did an interview with James Corden back then, and that was, like, a long time ago. But they were both so awkward, and James was like, do you guys... Are you guys dating? And they were like, no, whatever, like, absolutely not. (laughs) Like, they were just both so weird about it. Sean, watching that video, kind of reacting to it, he was like, it was another, like, three years before I even admitted to myself that I liked her. And, like, he liked her. Like, he wrote literally every (laughs) Every song song about her. He liked her. And it took him, like, three years to even admit to himself. And I think this song is kind of talking about that. There's uh, one verse in it that says, Get on a plane, fly to the most beautiful place you've ever been, close my eyes, things are better in my dreams because I'm with someone, someone I adore. So he's talking about you could literally be in the most beautiful place in the entire world. But when you close your eyes and you think about that other person, like, it doesn't matter. Who cares where you are? You're thinking about that other person. Yeah. So it's kind of just like, you don't want to admit to yourself that you like someone. Just like not admitting to yourself anything, regardless of what it is. Because, like, I've done that before. Yeah. (laughs) Where, like, I knew something, but, like, I didn't necessarily want to know. Right. Like, saying it out loud or, like, it just makes it real. It does. you kind of don't want to make it real. And, like, I just think that's an interesting perspective to write from. Because Abigail was talking earlier about how... He kind of wrote this about, like, it's called a song for no one because, again, he didn't want to say that it was her. Yeah. But she compared it to, like, you know, like, there's no one, but, like, you wake up and, like, you check your phone and, like, you're expecting for that person to, like, have texted you or something and, like, that's not what it was. Yeah. And, like, I just think that's, like, an interesting thing because, like, I've been there where, like, you (laughs) wanted someone to text you and they didn't. Right. Like, there's no one, but, like, you want (laughs) Want, to be someone. Or there is someone and you just don't admit it. I think you can kind of look at Mm -hmm. it either way. My last one is Monster. I think we can agree again. This this is one of our favorites. Also, let's kind of reflect back Justin Bieber is on the song, which I think is a big, like, that's... Kind of step for both of them. Yeah, huge step, because I feel like they... kind of both have said some negative things about each other. Not necessarily, like, about each other, but just kind of, like, don't compare me to him. Right, and I think that was the biggest thing. Like, they're both from Canada, and so automatically people, like, compare. They both kind of got found off of, like, YouTube and that kind of thing. But now they're writing the song together, and I think that's huge. This song was also interesting to me, because... Obviously, they have very different sounds, specifically now, because Justin's more kind of on, like, R&B, and Sean is very lyrical and, like, emotional. Right. And Justin has kind of gotten more emotional in recent times, but I just was kind of interested when they announced that this song was coming out. I was like, what is it going to sound like? Because I was like, Sean's sound as we know it and Justin's current sound are very different. Very different, yeah. And I knew that if Justin was going to be on this song, it was kind of going to be, like, a little, like dark and just like the sound of monster this song is exactly what i thought it would sound like see i kind of had no expectations Mm -hmm. i saw they were gonna have a song together and i was like i literally have no idea what that could be because they're just so different yeah you know but the song starts out and it says you put me on a pedestal and tell me i'm the best raise me up into the sky until i'm short of breath and i think they both 
really related to that mm-hmm. because they both grew up in the spotlight, yeah. grew up in the fame of it all. And I think they both, like, people put them up on such a pedestal and they expect so much out of them. And that's not good for anyone. Yeah. You know, and you like, kind of, like, lose who you are. Right. Because you're like, they think I'm this, but I'm really this. Yeah. And you feel like you have to put on a show for people and... Mm-hmm. You feel like you're going to disappoint people because you have certain expectations about yourself. And I think that's true for, you know, even like myself, like I feel like everyone has like a reputation and you feel like you have certain expectations about how you should act and Mm -hmm. such. I think like especially in high school, like people just saw me a certain way. And so I like had to act in that way. And I feel like I was kind of holding back from like who you were, who I am. And I think that's like even like from high school to college, I think that was like a big step for me and like figuring out like, yeah who I want to be, what I want to do, because I think I was just so under that bubble of those expectations yeah. from, like, high school. I feel like that as well. Like, I feel like when I got to college, I kind of, like, found out who I was as a person, because I feel like going just in high school and, like, honestly, the first couple years of college, I kind of felt like the boy that I was with defined me. Yeah. And college kind of, like, showed me that, like, I'm my own person and, like, I should have my own things. And you talking about that also made me think of, you know, like, we all know who we are on the inside, but, yeah. like, everyone who knows you, they see you in as a, a different way. version. Right. Like, everyone who knows you. Like, your mom sees you different than I see you. Yeah. And, like, you see me different than, like, my family sees me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's just kind of like you're kind of like a different version of yourself. Even, like, if you don't mean to be. Just, like, other people's personalities and, like, the way that that works. Like, everybody brings out a different side of you. And with so many people having perspectives on their lives, that would be a lot. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Literally, they're in the face of millions and millions of people. At a very young age. Yeah. And that can definitely be confusing. Mm -hmm. Like, at that age, you don't even know who you are. And everyone's (laughs) telling you who you are. And you're like, wait, am I? Yeah. Like, how, who even am I? Like, you're taking in so much input that that I can tell that's hard to navigate. And, like, the monster part comes in because it's, like, what kind of, like, these things are creating me to be is, like... What if I'm not that? Yeah. Like, what if you, like, everyone's telling them how to be, what they expect, what their songs are supposed to sound like, and then if they're not, people are getting mad. We're all human. Like, we make mistakes. (laughs) For us making mistakes, like, you know, the people in our lives, it could be, like, kind of a big deal. But for them, like, if they make a minor mistake, everyone knows. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they were just kind of putting that out there, like, for the people that do have those expectations and all that kind of stuff, like... They're just saying, like, realize, like, we're going to make mistakes just like you are. Yeah. So, my first song is off of his new album, Wonder. And this came out, like, all of my time in the last two weeks kind of runs together because of what has happened. But I was staying at someone's house watching their dog when this happened. And I was getting ready. And I was like, ooh, I'm going to listen to Sean's album. And my first impression of this album was, mm, not my fave. Like, I had expectations and they weren't necessarily met and can't imagine is the last song on the album Mm -hmm. and when I first heard this song I was kind of like it's whatever yeah but now like after my granny has died it kind of just like I see it different because Mm -hmm. the lyrics say I can't imagine what a world would be without you all the birds would stop their songs without you all things right would feel so wrong and that's like exactly how I feel right now it's kind of like you feel like the world should, like, stop because, like, what's happening to you. And, like, even, Mm -hmm. like, the day after her funeral, I remember we had to go to the store and there was, like, a school bus and, like, a lot of traffic. And I was like, why the heck are people out? And they were like, oh, like, for the rest of the world, it's just another day. Yeah. You know what I mean? And 
obviously I love music and music is like a very big part of my life and I have not wanted to listen to music for the last like two weeks like picking these songs I didn't listen to any of them yeah I didn't listen to music on the way to work I didn't listen to music on the way home like none of it which is yeah. weird I've always it's very kind of, different for you because you're I've, like yeah you got your cds at all times <laughs> yeah and I'm a very again like Abigail said I'm a lyrics person and like I've always kind of like leaned on music to like express how I feel and just like this just kind of feels like very like overwhelming and like I don't know how to feel mm-hmm. it's a very like wave like sometimes I'm fine sometimes I'm like not fine like I've cried numerous times mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> this song is a very simple song like he kind of repeats like the same like I can't imagine what my life would be like without you yeah and I'm almost 22 and like I don't know what a world is like without her here it's weird to think that I now live in a world where she doesn't exist. Like, mm-hmm. she exists, like, in our memories and, like, pictures and stuff. But it's, like, physically she's gone. Yeah. And that's weird. But this is also, like, kind of showed to me that, like, our bodies are literally physical. And, like, who you are as a person is not your body. Mm-hmm. Like, it's your, like, soul and, like, your spirit. And, like, I think in today's world we kind of focus a whole lot on our bodies and like what we look like and we worry about what we look like and what other people think we look like and this has just kind of showed me that like you know who you are on the inside and like how you take care of yourself mentally is way more important yeah I mean like obviously you have on your friends and your family and all of that is so much more important than you know physical stuff and like what your hair looks like and what outfit you're wearing because nobody's gonna remember that Right. <laughs> you know, they're going to remember how you made them feel. Or, yeah. like, like for her, like, she, she loved to cook. And it's, like, I'll remember that about her and, like, laughing and, like, that sort of stuff. You know, I just think that's a good thing to remember is, like, don't get so caught up in, like, how looks-based our society is that you, like, forget to, like, take care of who you are as a person. Because mm-hmm. that's way more important. Yeah. So, my second song is Three Empty Words. And this is about the boy who, from high I school and college. This, one. this one's, like... This is a good one. It is, but I feel like you hear it different than I hear it. I think so, too. But it is, like, which album was this off of? Second. Okay, so, yeah, I think even by a second album, like, how old was he? Like, 16, 17? Like, 17, 18? And he's writing there. these songs? That's deep. Like, I don't know a whole lot of boys that are <laughs> that deep about their stuff, you know? Yeah. I never heard this song until me and Abigail were on our way back from this concert. I think we might have listened to every single one of his songs. We on did, our no way. There. We were listening to this on our way back from oh. Atlanta when we saw the Jonas Brothers because oh, we'd already we saw them seen back to back. We saw them ten days apart. Yeah, and I drove to Atlanta when we saw the Jonas Brothers, and I went and bought the CD after we saw Sean. Yeah, and we were listening to this, and I was still with this boy, <laughs> and like I mentally knew at this point, but I had not admitted it to myself. Mm-hmm. And I heard the song, and I was like, "Oh dang!" Like <laughs> that kind of like cuts deep, you know. Yeah. Because the lyrics say, we're going through the motions because we can't fix what's broken. And I know it's going to hurt, but darling, I'll go first. Because I won't keep on saying those three empty words. Dang. And it's like, wow. (laughs) You know, like that's exactly what I was feeling at that time. (laughs) Yeah. And. Like, that's the power of music. Yeah. Like, literally. And, you know. Like, they say the things you're thinking. I think that's why, like, music is so crazy. Like, that just shows, like, other people, like, feel the way we do. Even, like. Like, obviously, we're all the same, but, yeah. like, you know, in societal terms, Sean Mendes is on another level than, like, I am. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just kind of crazy to think that, like, you know, we all go through the exact same things. Yeah. 
I kind of ignored (laughs) these thoughts for a couple more months. Mm -hmm. But it's like, once I realized that it was over, it was like over. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Realizing that it's over and walking away are two different things. And this is kind of the point where he's realized and he's like, it's going to be hard, but like, we can't keep doing this. Mm -hmm. Like, we're literally going through the motions and it's kind of getting to a point where I have to do this, not I want to do this. Yeah. And I think going through this relationship, if I were to ever come to a point like that in my life ever again, where I didn't like want to do something for another person, I would be like, oh, (laughs) that's a problem. Yeah. Me and Abigail were talking about this the other day, I think, about how one of my, like, toxic traits is how I can kind of, like, ignore a lot of red flags in a person. Mm, Like, I can kind of be like, oh, I don't like that about you. That's okay. Right. And then it just, like, becomes a thing (laughs) where it's, like... And we're very different in that aspect. I was just talking about how, as I've gotten older, like, I can so easily point out, like, red flags and, like, what my expectations are and, like, what I want out of other people in a relationship Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. Like, I just know what I want as I get older and older. And that's something that I don't know you have. (laughs) But that's also interesting because I don't know that if... Because, like, I met him when I was 12 years old. Right. And, like, Very we, different, you we know? grew up together. And, yeah. like, we were on and off again, like, from 12 to almost 21. Yeah. I was with this guy. I think about that often is if, like, I met him now. Yeah. Like, I don't I think, think I would have dated exactly. him if I met him now. I agree. But it's also, like, if I met him now, like, and I never met him, I would be an entirely different person. All of those life experiences, like, literally shaped me. And, like, they weren't the best <laughs> of times. Like, I'm not going to say, like, it was great or even good. Right. But it made you who you are. Yeah. And, you like, know? And I like I, who I am. And that's also important, like, I think no matter who you are, whether, you know, you can identify red flags, like, it's nothing. Or if you <laughs> overlook them, I think when we are in relationships, we do overlook things. Like, yeah. we just get caught up in it. And, you know, whether it's new and you're super in love or you've been in a relationship forever and you just think it's nothing, like, we always overlook those things Mm -hmm. but I think that's why it's so important to have like friends and family who are going to be there for you and give input you know when you are blinded because it doesn't matter who you are we're going to be blinded yeah you know and like take their advice yeah (laughs) not necessarily like all of it but like you know in my instance there were like a lot of people saying these things to me and I was kind of like whatever yeah but I think it was the age too yeah you know like high school relationships like teenager early 20s right and I think also for me like I'm a very stubborn person and I think I had to come to the realization on my own that like right this isn't what I want yeah but that song for me it just like whoa that cuts deep yeah so my third song switching gears here is because I had you this was off of his third album After that relationship, I started talking to this other guy very soon after. Like, honestly, looking back, it was too soon. Like, I needed a break. (laughs) That relationship did not last. I mean, (laughs) we got back together. So, like, it's fine. Like, I'm with him now. And, like, I think it worked out how it was supposed to work out. Like, I truly was not ready at that time. But backtracking to, like, when it was over, he didn't really give me, like, a reason. And I was very, I need to know why. Like, I'm a very, I just need to know. Yeah. And over the summer, I was literally just like, what the heck? Like, why did this happen? But it was also, like, because of how you were to me, I think moving forward, like, I will look for those qualities. Whereas in the other relationship, I didn't. This song is just kind of, like, about the impact that people have on you. Mm -hmm. And one of the lines says, you and I, what we had, is it gone forever? It's something I could never do because I had you. Looking back, obviously right now I'm in a very different mental state than I was then, but it's just kind of like, I kind of felt like if I was with someone else because of the way he treated me, that like, because I had you, I know what I want. Yeah. 
kind I of an eye opener yeah. from like a bad relationship going into like something that like there's hope <laughs> you know like there there's hope in the future yeah <laughs> like literally I can't express you how not good for me that other relationship was and this one was just kind of like a Complete. whoa yeah. someone can be nice to me yeah and that's kind of sad but, but also like it was good for me you know yeah but I just think this song kind of like highlights that like you have a big impact on people whether you know it or not whether it be a relationship standpoint with a romantic person or just like a friendship or honestly just some random person you meet on the street for me I'm a big like obviously we wear a mask now so you can't really tell but I like to smile at people when you're like walking down the street and like you know that can make someone's day right you know or like oh I really like your shirt Like, that could pump someone up. Yeah. You know? Like, they <laughs> yeah, could be having a terrible day. the impact that you have on every person yeah. you interact with. And, like, you come into contact with everyone you come in contact with for a reason. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, be more aware. Yeah, be nice. <laughs> so, my fourth song is Youth. This is also off of his third album. I was surprised you picked this one. He sang this one at the concert. And just, like, the way he sang this one Powerful. was very, like, whoa. And yeah. I've never heard this song before, and Khalid is on this song with him. Mm-hmm. And it's just a very, like, again, lyric-heavy, and I love lyrics. One of the lines says, Pain, but I won't let it turn into hate. No, I won't let it change me. Never losing sight of the one I keep inside. You can't take my youth away. This soul of mine will never break. As long as I wake up today, you can't take my youth away. And this song is kind of just about, like, obviously we live in a world where sad things happen all the time Mm -hmm. if you get caught up in that you can kind of like shut yourself off and like harden up and this is just about how like don't cut yourself off to things you know Mm -hmm. if you do harden like your heart that only takes away from like your future experiences because like you won't feel it the same if you're kind of like hard about it Mm -hmm. and it's really just about like never forget who you are on the inside and like make your younger self proud that line where it says, I won't lose sight of the person. That's not exactly what it says. I'm paraphrasing. But it's yeah. like, don't lose sight of, like, who you are. Right. You like, know? your heart and, like, who you are as a person. Yeah, again, like, like back to the soul thing. Don't let all of that outer craziness, yeah. like, affect that. Like, the world is chaotic. But, yeah. like, you have to remember, like, who you are. And the youth part kind of comes in as in, like, as long as, like, you have breath in your lungs, like, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, society makes you say, like, oh, I can't do this until then, or if I'm too old for this. But, like, you know, you only get one life, so, like, you've really got to soak it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be nice to people. <laughs> That's really just, like, you know, be <laughs> Big nice. takeaway, be nice to people. Yeah, you know. It's a hard year. Be yeah, nice. Yeah, it is. It's really rough, man. Yeah. Like, 2020, like, just when you think, like, it maybe is going to get better, it's Absolutely like, no. Absolutely not. We're still going down. <laughs> <laughs> like, not a good time. <sighs> so, my last song, speaking of that, is A Little Too Much. This mm. year has been way too much for a me. A little too much. I wrote a lot of the lyrics down for this song. This was off of his first album, and again, he was like 15 years old, and he wrote this song by himself, which is a lot for a 15-year-old to have like this emotional, you know, just yeah. being able to release this into the world. Isn't that weird that like, he's like sitting in his room with his guitar, like thinking about these lyrics? Yeah, like this. <laughs> like, where are these guys at? This came out of his <laughs> mind, yeah. you know? 
but it says sometimes it all gets a little too much but you got to realize that soon the fog will clear up and you don't have to be afraid because we're all the same and we know that sometimes it all gets a little too much abigail sitting here singing it and i kind of like read it singing it oh it's so hard to say lyrics without singing them and i've talked about this before but like I struggle with anxiety and like it's more controlled now than it was in my teenage years but like with everything happening this year and just recently like with my granny passing away I've been very anxious like this last week and like when I first found out that she died my immediate bodily response was to want to throw up (laughs) like I've talked about how I had an eating disorder and I haven't thrown up like in any capacity in like four years but like I immediately wanted to throw up. And I know that that's not a great coping mechanism, (laughs) but that's, like, how my anxiety wants to come out of my body. Mm -hmm. I didn't. But, you know, it just kind of shows that, like, we all go through the same things. Like, whether you have anxiety or whatever else you have, like, we all handle our emotions different. But, like, we're all going through the same things. It also shows that, like, it's okay whatever you feel. Like, if you handle things different than someone else, like, that's fine because that's how you handle it. And, like, obviously going through what I've gone through it's kind of showed me that again we all handle our emotions different like I'm very emotional and I'm a very like physically emotional person like I've cry a lot (laughs) just in general (laughs) but like some people don't handle it that way some people kind of like keep it inside and like don't show it Mm -hmm. and that's also like a thing just because like you see someone not expressing their emotions the way you do that doesn't mean that they're not feeling it right and I just think that's like important to like keep in mind Mm -hmm. and like this year's just been hard on everybody so like again be nice to people yeah (laughs) because you don't know what's you don't know what's happening with people so now we're gonna go into questions and I had a question but me and Abigail kind of already touched on that so I'm gonna shift gears here and my first question is going to be do you prefer young Shawnee boy or (laughs) Sean now (laughs) We always call him Shawnee Boy. That's just a fun nickname we have. (laughs) I think I prefer now Sean. And I think you prefer old Sean. Correct me if I'm wrong. Kind of like a mix between like first album Sean and like... Yeah. Later Sean. But this Sean... But I feel like... (laughs) I'm also a big like could listen to an album the first time and hate it. Yes. But then I could go back and like it. Let's reflect on the Taylor Swift album. Yeah. Folklore. You hated it. But now I kind of like it. Now you kind of like it. And Evermore. Okay, but now... You gotta give it a chance. Listening to it with the perspective that I'm in right now in my life, I'm in a very weird, feel like I'm a different person kind of in a daze, and that's kind of like the vibe that I'm feeling. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know. I will say, not to go off on a tangent, but Willow from the new album, I just Mm -hmm. watched the music video for it. It's very weird, like Cardigan is... Cardin gave me a really weird feeling. But I actually like the song more now that I've seen the music video. Like, when I heard it on the album, I was like, well, it's okay, whatever. The music video kind of, like, gave Mm -hmm. it substance. You should watch it. Anywho, back to (laughs) Sean. (laughs) I didn't really listen to him at the beginning. Like, Mm -hmm. Life of the Party, like, I knew that song, but, like, his other songs, like, even listening to them now, like, I know them now because I've listened to them. But, like, when they came out, like, first, second album... I didn't really listen to him, mm-hmm. and so, like, I just didn't know yeah. old Sean, you know? Like, now, like, especially, like, third album, I think, is where I, like, really got hooked, and then I've, of course, listened to his old stuff, and all I have to say is, like, you know how, like, some artists, like, you look back at their old songs, and it's like, yeah, it's because they were young, but it was, it's an okay song, but, like, eh, it's fine. His, like, I don't think he's ever written a bad song. No. Like, all of his songs, like, have such good meaning meaning. 
And I'm like, he was 15 when he wrote that novel. <laughs> like, like, are you joking? Insane. But I do say I like his newer stuff better. Yeah. I was going to pick an album that's my favorite, but that's very hard. That's my next question. But before we get to that, okay. me and Abigail one time, <laughs> I'm a very weird, like, I like weird questions and, like, I constantly ask them. Like, I'm like, oh, if you can only eat one food again, like, what would it be? Yeah. And just, like, randomly. But one time we were in the car <laughs> and I said something like, um, because, like, me and Abigail's relationship kind of started around, like, The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah sort of things and we like love boys yes <laughs> so just in general I just like asked this question of like out of the famous people that we like are there any people that like you would be upset like if I dated not that that would ever happen but like we have this list yeah and Sean is on her list of like if I dated him she would like hate my guts yeah for sure <laughs> like it would ruin our friendship like Sean was not on my list like I yeah, was like, like you can have him right like there's, I'll let there's you some him. people where it's just like you know, like, we're both obsessed with them, but, like, I'd be really happy for you. <laughs> no. There's some people which you cross yeah, the line. Yeah, like, Niall Horan, I'd be pissed at you if you yeah. got Niall Horan, and I feel like you'd feel the same for me. I agree. But we both agreed that if any of those people on the list, we would still date them even if the other hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, if Niall Horan not, comes to my this door. This is not good. It's supposed sorry. to be, like, us over everything. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we we're have, like, we have a few exceptions. Like, Niall Horan, Tyler Cameron. But I like think we would, like... We both know that, like, that's how it would happen. Yeah. So, like, if Tyler Cameron came to we your just, house, knocked on your door, and said he whoa. wanted to marry you, I would literally hate your guts. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I would be like, that is so rude. <laughs> oh, but, goodness. like, she would do it. You know? Like, yeah. But I also would understand. I would, right. like, hate you, but I would understand. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We, like, we've set an agreement. Yeah. We're, like, never going to happen, but, but let's just, just say, in case. just in case, at least we're clear on it. Yeah, like. You know, we've covered our bases. I secretly hate you, but, like, I get it. Right. I do the same thing. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, just thought that was interesting. Yeah. So, now, back to the questions on the actual list. Which album is your favorite? This is hard for me. hmm Because normally the third album, like, Pre this last album. Yeah. Third album for sure. Love that album. There's so many good songs on that. I feel like you that. like the fourth album. But I'm like, I don't, again, I don't know if it's because I'm like, that's like all I listen to right now. Mm-hmm. Or if it's because like, it's actually my favorite. But like right now, I'm going with the fourth. It's weird. It's got some weird songs on it and it's very not, it's the least Shawn Mendes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's some, why I kind of was like, ooh, I'm not sure. There's some weird stuff on there, but I like, I dig it. <laughs> I like it. She, we like different kinds of music. We you know, do. Abigail, like, again, back to the whole, like, lyric sound thing. Yeah. You're more, like, country, pop. But I'm weird about music, too, because I like everything. I'm more, like, I can get into, like, some indie folk. Yeah. Like, I can get into that. You're, like, mm, maybe not. But I'm also a big expectations person. Yeah. See, I'm like, not. I'm, like, give me anything. Well, I'm also, like... I'm one of those people where, like, if I like someone, no matter what they do, I'm going to like it. And I'm going to support it. I'm going to listen to it. Right. Doesn't necessarily mean I'll like it. I'll probably like it. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's just, like, because I, like, when I like someone or support someone or or friends with someone, like, no matter what they do, like, I'm (laughs) going to, like, support it or, like, be there for them, you know? Yeah. Even though it's Shawn Mendes and, like, we're not friends or anything, (laughs) but, like... 
I'm a fan of his, yeah. so, like, no matter what he releases, even if it's garbage, I'm probably gonna think it's good. Yeah, like, because you're biased, you know? Yeah, I think that applies for Justin Bieber, too, you know? Yeah. Like, people may not like Those are, songs. like, your faves. People may not like Yummy, but I'm still gonna be replaying it. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> My favorite album, I would say, is probably the second album, Illuminate. Yeah. But also the third album. It just yeah. depends. They're different, different vibes. Moods. Yeah. Two is a little bit more like lyrics. But I also love deep one. stuff. Three has got some like good hits in If there. I had to pick a least favorite, it's by far Wonder. But I've only listened to it one, <gasps> one go round. So. Let me just say this. Wonder came out not too long ago, right? Yeah. It was on my most played of this year. <laughs> <laughs> the it song like Wonder. The not song. The album. All right. The album. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. The song Wonder. Monster was up there on her list too. Yeah. It like, it just well. came out, like, a week before that was released. So, like, she listened to it about 50,000 times. The, yeah. I'm very big on that. Like, if I like a song, like, I will literally, like, hit repeat and, like... <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> Moving on. So, my next question is a typical, if his voice was a color, what would mm. it be? Let me think about this. I'm honestly not sure what I'm I would say sure. either. Maybe, like, cream. Um... <laughs> That's like a, I don't know about that. I think maybe because the third album cover is cream. Maybe like a brownie cream. I was going to say like maybe a brown or black. I'm thinking like a, you know, like the color of like vanilla. Got a slight like edginess Like to a him. candle, like a vanilla candle. I get that. A little warm, <laughs> cozy. Like a buttered rum type thing. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> very, like kind of like caramel. specific. <laughs> buttered rum. <laughs> like caramely. Okay. And he kind of has that vibe in his voice as well. It's I get very that. smooth. Can be a little gritty. Even the way like he like kind of looks nowadays, like yeah. he's Shaggy. got that kind of like yeah, like he likes a nice cardigan. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a I get warm. That. Okay, I can get with that. Okay, we'll go with like <laughs> vanilla candle. You're creamy. saying that as well, like a yeah. brownie. Yeah, I wouldn't say black. I he's a little more softer like old stuff. No, but he's a little softer. Yeah, black I agree. is like kind of hard. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So my last question is: If anyone listening to this has a takeaway from either Sean's story or our story, what would it be? I think Sean's always been pretty big on like self reflection. Unlike a lot of other artists his age, like he never really went through like a bad phase or like mm-hmm. a rebel phase or whatever. He's very big on like live in the moment and like he's very big on like feelings like even like the feeling of like wonder like it's very like I feel like he's always in this kind of like dreamland type of thing and I think a lot of times like we're so serious about life that we kind of like forget like our life's pretty good and like (laughs) yeah like there's a lot of like I don't know I think just like getting in like the emotions and like the feelings that like like, despite all of the hard bad stuff like it's life yeah you know? And just, like, self-reflection. Like, just being, like, checking in with yourself and, like, who you are as a person and, like, making sure, like, you're good with that. Like, that you're, like, the person who you want to be. hmm Kind of going off of that, I think that his story kind of shows that, like, you're never too old or young to do anything that you want to do. And, again, he's a very emotional person. And I think he shows that, like, if you're emotional, that's okay. Like, Generally, society is kind of like, oh, keep that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no need to say that. But he's kind of like, 
here's how it is. Like, I know that you're feeling this. Like, I'm feeling it too. So, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. And I think that overall, it just kind of shows that, like, you need to do what's best for you and, like, your soul. And, like, again, the self-reflection thing, like, taking care of who you are as a person because, like, that's what's most important. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. how you are as a person affects... How you treat people. Yeah. Yeah. Which, in turn, affects how they feel. Mm -hmm. You know? It's just kind of like a big, like, full circle moment thing. So, that's really all I've got for Shawnee Boy. Yep. Peace out, Sean. (laughs) Yeah, peace out. But, feels weird to pitch my Instagram thing, but just gonna throw it out there. If you don't follow me, I would appreciate it if you followed me. It's hashtag spelt out with two G's underscore relatable. I post the link so you can, like, easily find the episodes. Some I cool also, pics. yeah. You let people know when it's released. Yeah. I post some graphics over there. Cool stuff. I work on them a lot. I edit these for a long time. Yeah. So, like, if Check you could follow out. me, that'd be nice. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope that it gave you some, like, insight into, you know, life is short, live it up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, bye. Bye. That was good. <laughs>